0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Ms. Kev on Stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host.
1: The Kev on Stage. And
0: we are a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And when you guys are listening to this, hopefully I will be on vacation somewhere. Not working I was just telling someone like on my way here, actually, that being an entrepreneur and lining yourself up, squaring yourself away to go on vacation oh, is some of the most exhausting work and time of the year that no one talks about. It is so much to line up. I, I'm so tired. I'm so tired i got a brand deal yesterday i think i actually signed up for it but he's got to send it to me quick um and i'm like the only way to do that because it's due while we're on vacation i'm like i have to do that between now and thursday Mm -hmm. that's my only time i need to do it between now and thursday so i need you to send everything over to me because if it's due while i am on vacation there's no guarantee that i'll actually be You're, you're you're gonna send me product to saint lucia probably not like no one <laughs> I mean, talks likely. about, people talk about, this is a rant and I apologize, but Go the first question is talking about kite and string dynamics. So uh, that's where, kind of what brought into this little situation that we're in. No one talks about, people see entrepreneurship as a lot of flexibility and it is. I want to be clear about that. It really
1: is. A rigidity
0: of flexibility but there's also not a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. like there is flexibility but at the same time there really is not because you have commitments and deadlines that you have to meet that if you don't you don't eat you don't make money I'm not at that point so everything I do it uh makes a difference I told someone the other day That my definition of success, and I think I actually heard this from someone, I just don't remember where, but my definition of success is being able to say no without consequence. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not there yet. Every no matters. Every <laughs> no has a financial impact. Every no might mean the next time the possibility isn't coming my way. And so with that in mind, you find yourself overcommitting, saying yes, maybe when you probably shouldn't be. And it, it takes away from that, which is the theory that entrepreneurship is, has a lot of flexibility and freedom, freedom and flexibility. Every day is a vacation. No, every day is, has not been a vacation. <laughs> It's not.
1: No, there's day, the, every day's a vacation and every day's work. That's the saying. Hmm? Not every my saying isn't every day's is a vacation. It's every day's a vacation and every day's work.
0: Oh, you're right. You do.
1: But sometimes you just want.
0: It's all work.
1: Oh no! Sometimes you just want no work. That's one, man. I remember the two things I loved about the bank industry and Boeing is I did not have my work email on my phone.
0: No, so and when, when I you left on vacation.
1: Out? You can't get to me.
0: My name may has may have well been uh what Whitney Houston? My name is not Susan. My name may have been Susan. May as well have been Susan. Because when I clocked out, if you said Melissa, I don't know you. <laughs> I do not know you until <laughs> I clock back in the next day at nine o'clock. Until then, post five PM and eight fifty nine the next morning. We, I don't even know. if I don't care if I see you in the grocery store. Do not speak to me.
1: I hate to say it. Hope I don't sound ridiculous. Sorry
0: to man. I don't know who this man. man
1: is. That's the thing. The one thing I didn't know, well, part of not the benefit of that also comes back with when you get back to work, you have a slew of emails. You do. But when you were gone, you didn't have none.
0: Yeah, you actually got to be on vacation. My sister said this to us the other day, and it's actually been ringing in my ear of as something I need to be cognizant of. She was like, I hope you guys actually get a vacation because you guys are going to burn out. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if that's necessarily something that I'm like fastly approaching, but I understand that I am most certainly on that path with everything that we're doing and juggling. And it's just, I'm tired these days. (laughs) I'm tired. And I don't know whose dumb idea it was to host five podcasts. Dumb. That's dumb. 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 Every week? Every week. That means for when you're going on vacation, it, so we're taking two weeks off. That means I need to get on the head on the Love Hour, two episodes. The Ball and the Beautiful, two episodes. Here's the thing,
1: two episodes. Plus bonus.
0: Plus two, four, six, eight episodes. Just to have one week off.
1: Also, the timing of having that week be on days we shoot. Not ideal.
0: No, and then on That's days why pastors where you... Just
1: took vacation on Monday and came back on Saturday. I know.
0: It's just a lot. Traveling is a lot. And then trying to have... Then not to... Okay, this is completely a rant. I apologize. But don't try to like, I want to get my hair done or my nails or whatever i want to go i have clothes in my car right now as we speak that i need to take back to the mall one of which the time has elapsed i will not get a refund on this i won't i'm literally looking at like the real real or a uh, fashion file because i'm like i have to sell this retail it still has the tags on it why because i simply didn't have the time Or the energy when I did have the time to just go back to the mall, and the one day I did was two days before my thirty days was up. And Saks Fifth Avenue doesn't take returns for regular Saks.
1: Dumb. Wait, they're they're different stores.
0: That's what I'm saying. But doesn't Nordstrom Rack take Nordstrom's returns?
1: I don't know. I mean, don't take who? I think you're right, but I think different companies. (laughs) Which one is the uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and who? Sachs Sa- off fits There's Saks off Fifth Avenue. That's like the- oh, off Broadway. That's like off Broadway. That's like the outlet one. That's what we got. Yeah. Really.
0: Yes. Just dumb.
1: But while we're gone, we can really be gone.
0: Yeah. This I'm really looking forward to. I'm gonna the- see how you do. Yeah, I am too because I have a brand deal. He is just I have a brand deal. He just sent to Melissa would
1: me. self. What is it called? Destruct. Self-employ. Self-destruct. You left that laptop, you would self-destruct.
0: I have a brand deal he's trying to get me to do on, like, the uh, 14th. That's actually why I have to film this today. I was like, I have to do this today because I need it to be ready. I'm going to preload it for
1: the, the 14th. Let me tell you what. It's video. I remember the moment Melissa came over to the dark side. We were in Hawaii. She was launching the Love Hour, and... We was going to dinner. We had made a dinner reservation at High Steakhouse. And she was in Hawaii. In Hawaii. And she was walking over and checking emails, sending emails, talking to people. And I was like, girl, we on vacation. And she looked at me and was like, how many times have you done this? And I was like, yeah, but that's me. I'm terrible. You're good. <laughs> And ever since then, you've gotten worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And I actually be on vacation. Listen, on Father's Day, we did a little staycation. I spent two days of sleep.
0: You know what I realized? I was thinking about this the other day, that some of it is the work that you have put in, have allowed you to do what you're doing. I'm still in, like, technically as an influencer, I'm still at the very beginning phases of that and because I do have a uh, a dollar amount so to speak that I want to make every single month it it it's it's just different for me and my brand deals are a lot less than
1: yours. That's a good point um in in how I built this they always call this building the years we were building our business. Yes. Uh there is a certain amount of uh Relaxation. I've done eight, nine you years. You put the
0: time and the work in. And we weren't going on allow, vacation that time. And that's true, too. For but real. to allow for, you know, a little bit more. And by nature of what you do, you don't do as many brand deals. And right now you're in heavy tour season. So yeah. naturally your schedule is a little uh, outside of, you know, when you're doing like when you're shooting um uh, the challenge show and stuff. But outside of that, you ha- you're on a more skeleton schedule because you know you are touring. I don't have that. It's not apples to apples. Yeah, is all I'm saying. And so it's frustrating. I'm not complaining, but it is uh, frustrating because you just get tired, and it's something that I think uh, not even just. I mean, we're talking to specifically about being entrepreneurs, but I think all people can relate to burnout. And being overworked. I think the millennial well, generation, generation is yeah. the burnout generation. Yeah. I think the idea of one of the things that's going uh, viral these days is uh, no days off is not a flex.
1: I've never subscribed to that. Chad, it's the way much as I, I sleep work, when we dead. You're going to sleep when you're dead too, but you're also going to be dead early yes. if you're not sleeping. I've always, always went to bed early. I go to bed on time. JoJo, my son, that way. We were talking about the last episode, what mm. you learned. That boy sets his alarm to go to bed. Last night we came home at 10, he was asleep. This morning I was like, man, we came home last night. It was 10, you were asleep. But that whole summertime. He was like, we woke up at 5. I need to get my rest.
0: That child will go to bed. You hear me? Josiah does not play any games. But anyway, all of that to say, uh, take your rest, people. <laughs> Take even your vacations. God rest him on the seventh day. Uh, even last night we were talking on the ball and the beautiful. I was never really good about. Uh, no, I would take vacations. I would never take sick days. Um, but take your vacations. Take your PTO days. Do not let that job shame you.
1: Do not let society shame you. Do
0: not let society shame you. Chill, rest, do what you need to do because burnout is real. And I'm most certainly feeling myself being burned out on both ends of the stick right now, both ends of the candle. And would you do it again? Do what again?
1: Knowing what you know now and how you feel, would you still be like taking the brandos, taking the work, doing the stuff? Is that more important to you than getting the rest?
0: I think that, uh, I mean, some of it is very rewarding, but I do think like doing the love on stage show, I'd probably space out some of that. I think even for like Tony, uh, Valentino, some of that spacing out is, you know, that's necessary.
1: When you have a small company like ours, the, 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 the ability to get stretched in is much quicker. Because everything, for the most part, is touched by everybody. Right. If we shoot a food show, that means me, Angel, and Tahir are on camera. Mm -hmm. Josh is on. I mean, and then Josh is behind the camera. Right. And then when we go to the performance that night me and to hear are on, on stage and josh is behind the camera right 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 the crew bringing them when the show starts they they are they Jack, i mean they're ordering hot wings and they are chilling <laughs> i mean IPAs i mean galore. To, the, uh,
0: to the other side of that when i'm on tour when i'm traveling with you those are lighter days for me
1: yeah because i'm ain't not performance. yeah you i'm gotta not gotta performing
0: you know i'm not on, or when so you're tra- i'm traveling in your home Yes. I mean, nowadays,
1: not so much, but yes. Yeah, y'all not be gone. Y'all be, you, them doggone Brando shoots, they be taxing. I know. So Catherine
0: said, Melissa got to pay for 2024 in real life. And the other part was I was going back and forth on, I think I am going to do it, but I literally was going back and forth on, should we just buy another house? And should I just save this money instead to buy the house that I want? So it just ends up. You're
1: going to do what? You say you're going to do it.
0: The wedding. I don't Uh-oh. know. We'll see when twenty twenty four roll around. But or if I do a smaller version of what I really want, I don't know.
1: Don't you do the that? The point is, don't you? Uh, hey, don't you? The dare. point uh, is, uh, that don't you dare I want, do a smaller I have version. Goals. Don't you dare I do a smaller? Goals. Okay, because it's going to be a long time for another twenty years. Oh, I'm not doing it again. Okay, then you better do it right. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, no I'm not. You doing better this again. do it right. and you don't it.
1: have to pay for it yourself. I don't know why you've adopted this whole thing, or you got to pay because for it yourself. Because that's
0: what I want to do.
1: You get on my nerves sometimes. Do you
0: get on all mine all the time.
1: Why you? Why you got to do it all alone? What that prove to yourself?
0: Be, be that I could do it. You obviously can do it. No, I need my money to be correct,
1: so I can do.
0: Or, like I said, or it needs to be a down payment on a house because houses out here is is expense.
1: Seen, heard, and valued.
0: Yes. Do
1: whatever you feel is best.
0: Yeah. I just want to be able to prove to myself (laughs) that that I can do it. And that's, you know, that's it. I have a monthly amount that I want to earn every single month. And I know it's going into this account. So when the time comes, you know.
1: God bless it. Yeah.
0: That's all. Because uh, that sh-
1: that honeymoon is mine, and I'm gonna do what I want to do.
0: Yeah, and you can have that,
1: and I oh, I will have it. Yeah. I don't care if your wedding is us eating toaster strews and saltine crackers. The rest is gonna be in Mykonos on a private yacht.
0: I don't know what. Oh, got it.
1: Yeah. So whatever you do is yours, and I support you. And whatever I do is mine, and you're gonna support me.
0: Yeah. Listen, I'm I, gonna do what I feel what? is best. AJ said, "2024 got to be huge because you promised you." I just love that Ooh. phrasing. You promised you. That's yeah. really great phrasing. Um, yeah, I, and that's what I'm saying. I, let me, I want, and that's not to say like, Kev, I need, I'm sure, oh, just give me some money. Oh, no.
1: Believe in yourself.
0: Believe in yourself. Uh, you can do it. The point is. <laughs> you can
1: do it all no, Don't have me for nothing. I won't. Even though you honestly, <laughs> the thing about it that I always find interesting you recognize the value you brought for me to get where I got. But the money part, you don't want to take part of that. What are you saying? Part of the reason I'm able to do what I do yes. and command what I command is because of your support. Sure. But the money that res- results from that, you feel like, oh, that, that that ain't mine. You helped me develop the skill to, to be able to command no, that. I
0: think that there is a um, sharing of the, the monetary success that I absolutely understand. I do.
1: But, do you partake or do you just understand?
0: Uh, I would say both, for sure. Okay. But that's not to say this is a very like specific event, and it is it's important to me, and it is what I want to do, and therefore it is. It's just a like uh, the phrasing of something I promised me. I also promised that I was going to save this money for it. You know what I mean? Like it's just part of the whole thing to be able to say. All of this, I went on my influencer journey, saved this money, and this is what I got from it. I don't know. It's just a
1: story. I get it. Yeah. I really do get that.
0: So, uh, Lena said you need an assistant. You do. Danny is actually apparently trying to help me find, with Kevin's help, an assistant. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, let's stop there. Uh, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, you know, Kevin and I were having uh, both our own personal issues where we were needing the help of a professional to come in. And so we've been using BetterHelp. How, your actual person is on maternity leave right now, isn't she?
1: She left me. She left? She you. Said, so what are you Bo-bo. doing? I've been using somebody else. Luckily, BetterHelp has other therapists, and I just went and... Uh, not a search match with somebody else. Uh But the first lady that I had uh won't be back until October. I don't know why I always look at my watch for the calendar. For the it is just telling me what time it is. Uh But she'll be back in October. Blessing, blessings. Yes. Wish her all the best on her maternal journey. <laughs> she took a lot of time off before the baby was born, though. I was like, okay, eight whole weeks.
0: Uh, listen, Maybe she tried not here. to get burned out. This I is the it. thing, though, that. Uh, BetterHelp, while you were talking about matches, they are committed to finding you your therapeutic match. And so you literally go onto their website and you're going to give some data about yourself and you're Mm -hmm. also going to give data on what you're looking for in a therapist. Uh, And then they give you options and then you can mix and mingle and, you know, do the whole round robin, figure out who matches best with you. You guys know my story. It took me a little bit. took me a little bit to find the person. But once I found that person, uh, my therapist, then, you know, that match is going to be because it's a very special bond that you create between yourself and your therapist and yeah. it's really important that you uh, are matched appropriately yes like on a lot of things even when i think about uh kevin's therapist she's not black and i think initially you thought that was going to be an issue even actually my therapist she's not even from the u.s and she wasn't she's not black either and when we originally was talking i was like i don't know how she gonna how she gonna understand this but she did have like the sensitivity to topics that I didn't know or think that she would have so that really is important BetterHelp wants you to start living a healthier happier life today visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily visit BetterHelp.com slash love hour that's BetterHelp H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting Additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Love Hour listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash love hour.
1: Love Hour. All
0: right, so we're going to do a stacked episode of Love Hour Listener Questions. Are you ready? Yes! Hi, Kevin and Melissa. First off, I love y'all. This question is more for Melissa. As a fellow string, how do you find the balance in supporting Kev's big ideas while looking at the realistic aspects of the idea, budget, time frame, et cetera? My boyfriend is an artist, he's an animator, and sometimes it's a struggle because I get so wrapped up in the execution that I can kill his enthusiasm. <sighs> Dear string. <laughs> This is the hardest thing I am still
1: learning. This happened last night.
0: This happened last night. And I literally had to reset the conversation because I felt you going down the rails. And even later, I felt like some of the conversation, the commentary you had afterward, I was like, he's still thinking I was saying this. Um, Literally the hardest thing. I almost think as a kite, maybe you should give us as strings what you would like to see as an example not all kites are obviously Kevin or what he's saying, but maybe you can demonstrate for us.
1: You know, what's interesting about this Um, part of it is in, this is the power of therapy. That's actually very helpful to our marriage and also our business partnership, which in this instance, we were business partners, but also it affects our personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, what really helped was a clarifying question earlier in our marriage, right? So here's, I'll give you enough to understand what we're talking about. Melissa and I are debating on um, purchasing a house, right? That entails a lot of money. We also had some business deals that entail similar amounts of money. So the idea is we can't do both of these. So what do we want to do? What's most important to us? All this and that. So we're talking about the other business deal. And Melissa was like, uh, if we do this, we probably shouldn't, we should put off buying a house because I'm going to feel uncomfortable if we do both. Mm-hmm. And I know you, mm-hmm. you're going to want to do the one you say, even if you don't say it. So you're either going to just try and push it off till later. So when she was saying like, um, if you know, we do this, then X, Y, and Z. So Z, I was like, what are you saying? Are you saying this? Are you mm-hmm. saying this is going to work? She's like, ah, no, 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 stop. No, mm-hmm. no. All I'm saying is, if this happens, we need to look at this by itself. Basically, she was saying each business of ours needs to stand alone. Uh, uh, another business friend of ours in this entertainment industry, they have that very thing. Mm-hmm. My YouTube business must stand alone as a YouTube business. I also own this business. It must stand alone. Now, sometimes, like Amazon, they'll take money from mm-hmm. this part and seed that business. But eventually, that business got to stand up on its own two feet, which is essentially what me and are were having. But the kite stream dynamic, in my mind, it's always going to work. Yeah. Everything is going to work. Right. We invest that. We flip it. The first thing works. It pays for everything we want. In Melissa's mind and often in reality, a lot of times I'm right, but a lot of times she's right as well. It doesn't work all the way or it doesn't work as quickly or it doesn't grow as quickly. And listening to her has saved us, you know, a lot of times. Specifically, this one time I thought we were going to get a raise on a contract. Melissa was like, be careful. Be careful. Mm -hmm. what just maybe what if no and they didn't give us a raise and they also ended the contract Mm -hmm. so i was way off (laughs) i go for a raise and it's nothing no go back to what we were saying just regular no no zero now you hush boy boy yeah you quiet (laughs) you look for job job now so in that moment it was about clarity and you know what else also i've been uh, a friend of mine said this from college he said he's been having a better life when he he said he approaches every scenario as if the person he's working with has the best of intentions. Mm. He said, it's not always the case, but if you work with it as a person who has assuming that person has the best of intentions, it's easier to take their words at face value. Right. So Melissa and I, that's another thing we've been working on in this situation. She was like, are you, are you still feeling that way? And I said, no, I'm going to take you at your word. Right. And her word was, this is not what I was saying. And her past has shown me that she's trustworthy to be a woman of her word. So although my feelings and my, my kiteness is recognizing string behavior, right. my taking her at her word said, Hey, she's actually supporting me as a kite, but with the parameters of just in case,
0: right? right which right. is
1: a necessary uh, thing. You can't be all risk. Like the documentary that Josh shot, directed and edited, and even though he didn't believe himself until I told him, Josh, you're going to do it. And nobody else going to do it. It's called a calculated risk. So, Part of that calculation was I worked my regular job. Melissa worked her regular job. Right. Right. So when the tour worked, that was supported by if it didn't work, we had these things that we were doing. That's the kite helping the stream because the whole analogy works because neither would work without each other. The king, the stream would just be flopping in the wind, and the kite would fly away to the sun and burn like Icarus.
0: I... I still think that there is a way for strings to approach. And maybe you're not quite sure what that is. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know why I chose this question because I don't have the answers either.
1: Oh, I meant to answer this part. Okay, go To me, what is helpful is saying I support you. What I'm saying is how do we make it work? Not, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a kite, your your inclination is, They don't think it's going to work. Right. And that's not what you're saying. You're not saying, I don't think it's going to work. You're saying, and also it's really helpful if you know me very well, which you do. um, Hey, here's how I think this works. And here's our backup plan. Here's our just in case. Every good plan should have a just in case. Like, you know, when we moved to Washington, from Washington, we'd say we didn't have no backup plan, but the truth is we did. Mm-hmm. If it didn't work, we was going to get regular jobs. Yeah. That was a backup plan. The backup plan wasn't going to be moved back sure. to Washington, but we both knew, like, I mean, we got to eat. So if it ain't cracking off, then I was going to work, go work at El Segundo at Boeing, and you was going to, you know, work at, you know, well, you found out, you were always going to work. But the point is, and if I had to go work at the bank, I was right. going to do that. So that's... The answer is speaking directly to it, because what happens when you're a kite, I assume something you're not saying, and I make that true.
0: I assume something you're not saying, and I make that true. Got it.
1: So last night, I assumed you were saying this isn't going to work, and this is going to fail. And you coming out and saying, hey, I know where you're going with this. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Now you've kind of called it out, Mm -hmm. so it can't be a a, a thought that's going to fester and bloom into she doesn't support me, because you come right out and said, This is not what I'm saying. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think a lot of times when you're a kite, you decide for your partner how they feel and you paint the worst narrative and you make them the bad guy, whether they said that, meant that or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's what is probably the hardest uh, dynamic to navigate is having a string come or a kite come to you with some idea and you always as a string want to ground that idea like back in reality. So even when it's so funny, when I did the post about dreaming, this is actually about the the string learning to like indulge that dream without always grounding it. And there was a string that came in was like, yeah, but we're useful too. See you're being a string. I, I'm not discounting what we offer. I am a string. I am the epitome of the string. I started the string association. I am on the board, I am on the board of trustees and I give money for other strings and their kids to come to the college in the future <laughs> like I am I am here for you and I will never <clears throat> ever discount the value of a string. Period. I will never do that. I understand your value more than your kite understands your value. As a fellow string, I understand your value. So that's not what I'm saying. However, I do think it is important, and it is two-sided, but as a string talking to other strings, it is important for us and something that I'm trying to do, not that I've learned or I'm great at, um, to indulge in the moment of the dream. But I also think that dreamers can... Appreciate what the string brings instead of taking it as offensive, and I think that coming together will allow a better conversation
1: yes I understand that completely. you understood I did
0: I think that's what it is I think for I think the scary part often, especially if you're a string that's been with a kite for a long time, is that you probably have memories where the kite put you or your family in a bad position. And because of that, you're like, listen, we just got out of this bad scenario over here. Maybe you don't remember, but I do like remember yesterday we didn't have no money. There was an eviction notice on the door. You don't remember all that. I do. Cause I, I'm, I'm still a little scarred by it. Mm. So I don't want to like blindedly indulge you. And you take that as my stamp of like, go off, go do it. And then you're like, yeah she's on board I'm with it and then now you've accidentally signed up for something you didn't mean to Uh, I think that is something uh, strings you let me know that's how I feel like I don't want to give you too much hoorah
1: because you might go off
0: and think that this is my signal to keep going
1: that's such a good point because that's human nature to protect yourself that is like survival is find shelter find protection Yes. and once you have concrete examples of where the kite has flown into the electricity pole and gotten, gotten zapped. Your mind is like, Oh, but remember that one time or two times yes. or three times or four times or whatever. Yes. Uh, and even if it's going to work, you're going to, you're going to tense up and think, but if it doesn't work, because here's time. Cause like in our relationship, the plays got better, but the success wasn't any really, wasn't really much closer. Exactly. We were still losing money. We lost negative 40, and the next time we lost, 20, but it wasn't positive yet. Right. It was just less loss. Right. You know, so you have hardcore exhibit A, B, and C that even – because, you know, when you're the kite, you're like, man, okay, but that was then. I I definitely know now.
0: I do believe that we're probably hanging on to different truths as well. So Mm. the same way the string may remember the two or three times where you're like, this was a disaster, the kite might be hanging on to the one or two, three – Times were, but this worked.
1: Yes. I And
0: this did worked and this worked. So now I have three examples where it worked. You never know what may happen on this fourth time. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. So we have six times, right? Three failed, three do good. I don't know what seven's going to do. So can we just prep for it in case it don't work? Like at this point, it's a toss up. I don't know where it's going to go. And I think that interpretation of like understanding the scenario in that, okay, this is not a uh, a knock on you. I'm not saying I don't believe in you. But half of the time, if it was your world, we would have made it already. Most of the time, it's not you fully controlling the circumstances. So I, what if they don't come through? Mm-hmm. But it's not interpreted that way.
1: Yes. Everything you're saying is correct.
0: Yeah, so tell me more. No, I just about think about how our strings we are.
1: Correct. <laughs> I'm fighting for y'all. Y'all see? It? I think the truth is the string and the kite have to work together. I agree. And that's the really the bottom line. What happens is both parties think they are 100 mm-hmm. percent right. And the truth of the matter is neither is 100 percent right. Yes. The string all by itself is going to stay on the ground. Yes. The kite all by itself is going to fly out of the way. So we come around you. You stick with me gonna stick beside Mm me and then we can work together but you have to and that's like when we moved it Mm -hmm. was like here's my plan it's all kite i can only see the world through kite's eyes right i come to you you string it up right Right. but that's so that it can fly right not to you're not gonna string it now you come here stringing it with chains right you're doing too much string yeah and i come in here not listening to you and i'm doing too much kite So it's still wrong. The string too heavy or the kite's too heavy, it's still not going to work. Right. So we got to work together to find the balance where we're both believing in it. Uh, correct.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. All right. While Kevin is deciding to change his clothes, I want to tell you about Faraday. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. It is summertime. You want to be comfortable. I literally, and I mean this for real, for real, had on this outfit, didn't realize it was Faraday, and told Kev, remind me that I'm wearing Faraday, and it is comfortable, it is soft, and it was, like, breathable. Yes. Do you remember this?
1: Yes, I remember.
0: Yeah, it was literally, I'm going to tell you guys what I got, because it was literally all of those things. It was a really pretty, um, uh, almost like a terracotta color. And it was, like, loungewear, but, like, not the slouchy loungewear that Kev had on earlier. It was, like, cutie loungewear that was, like, you know, you know when you want to be in the house and still be cute, but, like, also still just be in the house. It was, like, this. I have been really enjoying my Faraday and it's a matching set and matching sets are totally in right now for the uh, summer uh, for the season. It's definitely like on trend. Um, they're really confident in their quality of stuff that they have lifetime guarantee on quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever no matter what so stock up on your clothes for summer now head to faritybrand.com and use code love at checkout no. to snag 20% off all your summer gear that's code love at fairitybrand.com for 20% off uh, we also want to tell you about hello fresh which we've been telling y'all about all day long because we are busy people that do not... I don't. It's me. I do not have time (laughs) to go to the grocery store. Mm. I just simply do not have the time. I just told you guys that... Uh, I literally have clothes in the back of my car because I have not taken them to the store because I just don't have time. I literally, I just don't have time. I don't have time to think about food. I do not have time to visit the grocery store. I do not have time to measure out food, ingredients. I don't have time to cook food. I don't have time for any of it. (laughs) I do not. I do not have the time. And that's why HelloFresh is the number one meal plan in America because they make it so simple and so easy that they ship pre-packaged ingredients, pre-measured out ingredients. Most of the meals you can make in under 30 minutes. They have keto-friendly meals. They have vegan meals. They have family-friendly meals, paleo meals. They have all the meals. So even if you have uh, really um, picky foods, they have family balance meals for your picky eater like we have at my house. All of those things make it really really simple for your family to enjoy the meal and it does not require a lot of time and effort from you, but it looks like you would put all the time and effort in to it. We recently had the steak House pork. Oh, them
1: steakhouse pork chops were so good and so choppy and with so steakhousey. A
0: creamy pan sauce and lemony green beans, and mm, it came with lemony. potatoes as well. And it was freaking phenomenal. Again, it took less than thirty minutes to eat, and my family had a whole entire meal that looked phenomenal. There was greenery, which were the green beans. There was starch, which was the potatoes, and it was a nice little piece of pork chop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Go to hellofresh.com slash love hour 14 and use code love hour 14 14. for for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping y'all know y'all need to do this because everybody's outside everybody Everybody? Everybody, Everybody is outside taking trips and doing whatever it is they want to do to make up for all the time they was in the house. And you don't want to spend your time in the house cooking. You know you don't. So, listen, make it easy for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour14. LoveHour14. Use code LoveHour14 and love get up 14. to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Thank you to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for sponsoring the party today. All right. Anything else on that? Nah. All right. Great. Let's go to the next one. This was a great question. It was about wanting to do the dishes.
1: Oh boy This was your you When you first heard that On that movie You were immediately oh, like Oh it's yes. one of
0: my favorite Scenes from a movie It's the movie The breakup Where Vince Vaughn And Jennifer Aniston Are talking about The company had left And she wanted him To do the dishes And he started to do the dishes And he had such an attitude And he was like What do you want from me? Like I'm doing the dishes She was like It's not about doing the dishes It's about me wanting you To want to do the dishes One of my favorite scenes Because I I want you I, to want to I do want the to dishes do and the he
1: dishes. was like Why would anybody want to do the dishes, and I was like, "One of my favorite yes, scenes of all time, Vince." And you were like, "Yes." I Jennifer. get it, Jennifer,
0: Jen, call me girl. Maybe one to
1: twelve. I got you three limits. Well, maybe 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 one. Maybe you guess Maybe one to twelve. Maybe
0: one to twelve, though. uh <laughs> Can you and Kev discuss how I can learn to be content with a man who has a tiny penis? Hold on, girl. That's the wrong question. <laughs> Not this again.
1: He doesn't want to do the dishes, oh, and he has no, a tiny I penis. I the
0: wrong one. Hold on. <laughs> Not micro penis dish, boy. Okay, here it is. Hello, Love Hour. I have been married for almost seven years. I hate doing the dishes. My husband asked me how he could help. I recently said, well, you can help do the dishes, and I never want to do the dishes again. Is this selfish? I see him being tired, or I'm sorry, I see him getting tired, and I tried to buy paper products for everything to cut down on the dishes but we have two small kids and I cook and I tend to use a lot of dishes recently I yelled and said when are you going to do the dishes because they were sitting in the sink for a few days and I was about to start washing them and then he said move I'll wash them but I just but just didn't like oh but I just didn't like you yelling at me like a child I responded, well, you asked me what I needed help with, and I communicated, do the dishes. This seems trivial, but dishes are a common problem in marriage. How can we solve this so we don't get into an argument again? Did you know that household chores account for like 40% of marital dissatisfaction?
1: No, I didn't know that. Yes.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, 56%. Really? Yes. It is a huge, like when she said trivial and I was reading the statistics, it is actually a big deal. Really? Because it's not about the dishes. It's
1: it's the Tupperware. It
0: is about having a partner that you feel like cares about and is contributing to the household in a way that matters to you. Yeah. That's really what it's about. And often that's not what's communicated.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yes. It's not about the dishes. It's about, in her case, I've cooked, I'm tired, I fed, I've been hot, researched, went to the grocery store. All I'm asking is if you do the dishes. Do
0: the dishes or help with the dishes or peel a potato or... Or rinse the dishes. Just do something that shows me that this is it. One of the things said. Um, hold on. Uneven chore splitting can erode the partnership of marriage. Marriage is a partnership that includes the practical business of running the household, finances, home maintenance, shopping, planning, cleaning, cooking, child care, transportation. These are the practical aspects needed to run a household.
1: I didn't even really think about it like that. I think uh, I'm I'm kind of not notorious, but I'm not as clean as you generally, but I feel like I I do other stuff. Mm-hmm. I pretty much, we split the boys. I feel like we do our part, mm-hmm. for like soccer and whatever, robotics, whatever Zay Zay's into, or just I want to do this with my friends and it's not even a school thing. But I can't imagine. I think... Uh, for a lot of men, I think a lot of the issue is feeling like this is woman's work. I've been taught to think that. Yes, but again, I said this in the episode last week. You are not making 1950s money. No. That partnership said you cover the bills and take care of all the financial stuff. I
0: also wonder if we would talk to women from back there. I don't know. This is completely oh, a, a I made know up you're going, hypothesis. I agree. If they still felt like it would be nice if he would help. And you felt like you couldn't say anything because of this power dynamic. That is, you go out and make the money. Therefore, I'm at home, you know, doing everything else. But
1: it's exhausting. I bet you if you talked to women from uh, the 50s and 60s and they could speak freely and they didn't have fear of consequences of those feelings or actions, I bet a lot more more of them were unhappy than than history's romanticized Absolutely. version of Absolutely. Even in the Ma- Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Don Draper's wife, she wasn't happy. They were rich. They had a Cadillac. He had an apartment in the city. Uh, and even when divorce was taboo, she still got divorced. Yeah. You know, grandpa's had a whole other family. I seen an obituary on Twitter the other day. This man was in the obituary twice. Yeah. You saw
0: that? No, no, no. I was going to say, someone said most black women always work. That's actually a really great point because we're always talking this is a very is middle, class middle class white white folks, Craig. Black women was out here working, and I think at the That's root, uh, it is at the root of this is that marriage is a partnership, and we touched on this last week when we were talking about I married a partner, a life partner, not a dependent. I don't want to feel listen. Nothing will kill the passion and romanticism in your relationship than feeling like I have to clean up and pick up after you. Yes. You don't know how to clean. No. You don't know how to wipe nothing down. You got dishes left over here, you yes. got clothes left over here. No. Now I'm stuck cleaning after you and then you want to lay down at night and rub me da- if you don't rub I'm, me
1: down in between my, my legs? How,
0: how about you rub a countertop? How about you scrub a shirt? I'm for real. Marriage is, it, it is, there is a rubber Rub very, a counter,
1: not a coochie.
0: Listen. You rub the
1: counter, the coochie be warm for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about foreplay? Turn that dishwasher on. The other thing Wipe is that. that water out the sink. Even
0: the ownership, because I was reading uh, as I was like researching this, one of the things that came up and I was like, oh my God, that's so good. A lot of times, even the ownership of household chores lies on women. So even if a guy is like, just tell me what to do, why am I still owning it?
1: Oh, just tell me what to do is owning it.
0: I still own this process, and now I'm responsible for divvying up the responsibility. That's not even still a partnership. You should come in knowing that having a clean house is important unless that's not important to you but for most people it is so we're just going to go with that uh but you want a clean house if we both come into that understanding it's not what do you want me to do it's Listen, We need, let's split this up. Let's together, collaboratively as partners, let's split up what this household chores, the practical business of marriage, what that looks like. So I'm not the only one. The woman isn't the only one. The whoever isn't the only one, you know, going to work, picking up the kids, helping with homework, taking extracurricular activities, cooking, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, sweeping, mopping. It's too much for one person to handle, and then the, that's—it's a great way for resentment to start to build and grow because you're not bringing – What value are you now? I can do this by
1: myself. Yeah, I can do bad all by myself. The songwriter said, but it was movie writer. Listen, <laughs> think about all the things you just listed. Yes, picking up the kids, helping homework, making a snack for them, cooking, cleaning, and then you want penis and vaginas we'd be tired.
0: Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about even going back to the last question. Your hat is very heavy on my head. It's making my ears... Why you have my, my hat? Because it matched my outfit. Um, I got a bigger e- head. But even going back to the last question about intimacy in and inside, in and outside of the bedroom and talking even about uh, uh, brakes and accelerators, if I am physically mentally exhausted from literally doing everything i have nothing left to give at the end of the day
1: yeah i'm tired you just can't lay there on your back either and i or think your stomach and just and I, I think the other thing
0: see and this is what i was gonna say it's exactly why you said that you can't just lay there and then you don't want that energy either
1: yeah you over there ain't ain't no ain't nothing ain't no cushion in the pushing.
0: What folks need to understand is that there is, uh, or remember, is that everyone is not you. And so their interpretation of what's important is different. And just because it diff- it's different doesn't make it less than. Right. So on the uh, Love Hour page, uh, Catherine reposted something we were talking about. And a guy actually was like, women just get too caught up in this, that, and the third, and it's not important. Sex is what's important. Sex is what's important
1: to you. There's a meme where the black girl goes. To you.
0: To you. (laughs) To you. And if you, instead of trying to force feed what you believe onto someone else, that'll never work. What you, yes. What you instead need to do is attempt to understand what's important to them and meet their needs. But instead you're trying to force what you want onto them and wondering why y'all ain't, why it ain't working. People, I'm helping somebody. I just hope you're listening.
1: <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. It it's up. the truth. We think that we cannot
0: foresee or understand, put ourselves in someone else's position to say, what you believe and want is so important, therefore I'm going to attempt to meet it. Listen, that It doesn't I- matter to me, so it shouldn't matter to you. So force. So see it the way I see it. Which is, this is important. And that's not just for men. I'm picking on this man that said that specifically. But there's also women. Sex ain't really that important. It's Who's, the same who, for y'all, too. Who used to say that, Liz? It, that's, it's the same for us,
1: who too. Who used to say, No, tell them straight up. It's the same for us, too. Yeah. I think it's a little bit... I mean, we are selfish natures. Selfish human. Selfish beings by nature. Right. You have to work against that. Right? You have to say... Uh, for And I listen, I'm just as guilty of this We were talking about this an episode or two ago I used to go to, I used to want Melissa to come to my work parties I thought they were fun I thought she had fun because I thought they were fun <laughs> And she wanted me to come to her work parties I didn't think they were fun But I just assumed she had fun at mine Why? Because these were my friends Right But them is her work friends So, and a bowling is a bowling is a bowling So I realize now that I can't, not back then, but now that I have to treat her events the same way she treated mine and also quite as kept. She didn't have as much fun at my events as she thought I did, as I thought she did. I did not. But she did them because they were important to me. So when I do things for her, I got to approach it with the same uh, fervor that she did so that we both feel like we are supporting each other. And I think that's what happens with that thing. Like Melissa likes a clean house, but I wouldn't say she likes to clean
0: I do. I just don't like cleaning this house. When we were in Calabasas, it was the floors. I would mop. I would get up and look at the beautiful golf course. <sighs>
1: Leggetto hit me yesterday about learning to play golf. Yeah, yeah. Josh was he was like, "Me and Josh gonna be out here," and I was like, "Man, I don't know how to play the links." I
0: did, but this I do. I do not enjoy cleaning this house at all.
1: I I do not. But anyway, keep going with your. No, plans. I was just saying, like, two things I learned. One, doing my part more than my part of the housekeeping thing, because I was a little bachelory early in my days. I, when I had my first apartment, I would make my bed tight, and then I had another blanket that I would sleep on top of. And to make my bed quicker when I got up in the morning, I just fold that blanket, put it in the closet, boom, bed made. <laughs> I was like her. I did not have, I did not use regular plates. Mm-hmm. I would use paper plates. Melissa, I do that at home because I'd rather take the trash out than to clean the dishes.
0: And then the trash is overflowing. And then we have another problem. And then your Marcus on the thing because they caught you dumping trash from the house. That's illegal per penal code 6.531. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the point is, and sometimes it's helpful. Like Angela Marcus talk about that. Uh, she was messy, and he knew she was, mm-hmm. so he knew he was going to have to bear the brunt of that. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know what, you're going to make a little bit more money and hire a housekeeper. Yes. Because Melissa wants a house cl- clean. I'm not going to clean it, but that doesn't mean it's not clean. I'm going to use some of this joke ability, and I'm going to have hell help somebody else do this, amen? Uh, that's my contribution because I I didn't do it per se, me own self per se, as, as in fact, hitherto there go, but it's also not dirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everybody don't have that. You know, and earlier in my relationship, I didn't have that. So before I wanted to rub the counter low, I had to rub the countertop. I 100% agree.
0: I think uh, it's about having a conversation. The other thing uh, that kind of goes a little bit unnoticed into this is when he says, I wanted you to stop treating me like a child. Yeah. That is the dynamic that can begin to show up and exist when I feel like or when a woman often because it's the woman uh, often that she feels like she has to run the household. Then the child or the child, the husband can feel like a dependent. That goes back to what we were talking about before. It's not a partnership. I'm now I do have to tell you what to do because you're looking at me like I don't know what to do. That's how those dynamics exist. That's, that's how those, exam- those dynamics start to create. I'm not giving excuse. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's fertile ground for that dynamic to start to pop up. And so we have to be careful that we come in as partners on equal footing and have collaborative conversations and not, well, what you want me to do? I don't know what to do. Well, listen, Learn. Learn to fold clothes, or put a load in, or in, if you don't feel comfortable because my white clothes turn purple, put the dishes in the dishwasher. I've literally looked up Google, uh YouTube videos on how to properly load a dishwasher. Did you know that there's a certain way to do
1: it? No, there is. Do you know Any of the cup cups on top and <laughs> yes, I would.
0: Actually, though, but that's not what she told me, but that's actually a good point. But you put the plates, like, I, I'm not going to tell you all, but you put the plates at, like, a certain, an- like, angle so the shooters can come up. You do some of the silverware up and down. It's just, like, a whole situation. Because um, I was like, I need to make sure that my dishes are getting cleaned. And so- Marie
1: Kondo. She's a cleaning lady. She I has- thought she
0: was just the organization lady.
1: Oh, is it? I don't know. I've never, never watched, watched any of her videos. I just um, know she's for tidy up but i felt like because she was folding that was cleaning but oh, i guess yeah, i could yeah, just yeah. be organization yeah i thought it was more organization organizationing than you just say anything kevin
0: so anyway that would definitely be my uh recommendation for that which is what was our recommendations uh i don't know have the conversation it's always communication it's always a great answer Meet the needs. Yes, make effort to meet the needs. I I actually have something on effort. I'm going to come back to that. Don't let me forget that I want to say something about effort. It actually may go into the last question. Uh, one thing that takes a heck of a lot of effort is shipping out your own merch, especially if you don't have a system in place to do it, such as this. Stage I just put crew my own
1: merch on right did.
0: now. Did. Oh, Joshua didn't.
1: No, he didn't. We didn't have the shirt.
0: Oh, that doesn't... Oh, got it. Uh, So, if you have your own merch or you're selling product or you're doing selling mugs, by the way, the Ball and the Beautiful mugs are coming... Actually, Chad, they should be at my dough here shortly. Um... But all of those things, sometimes it is a heck of a lot of work and effort to streamline that process, especially if you're selling on, for example, eBay and Amazon and your own website. And even nowadays you can sell on Instagram. Like there's so many different ways to sell product and you want to be able to integrate all of that into one single interface, one single platform. And that's what ShipStation is. That's what ShipStation does. It funnels all of your orders. Into one interface, therefore, you can manage it from anywhere, even from your cell phone, and you don't have to uh, uh, go to multiple different websites, which can get confusing. You can miss orders that way, it actually can just be a heck of a lot. Um, we use uh, ShipStation for our own personal merch. We right now are selling on the stage studio or KevonStage.com. Shopify. Thank you, Shopify. Uh, I am also selling on my own personal website as well. And even that, because we have one person that um, uh, ships out for us, it can be a lot for him. And so we all say, "Uh uh-uh, you don't have to know a bunch of different logins. You don't have to log in over here. Remember this password. Log in over here. Remember this password. We give them one, and it's all housed on ShipStation. Ship more in less time for less money. Just use my offer code LOVE Love. to get 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page. Type in love, love. at shipstation.com. Enter offer code love, love. Make
1: ship happen. Make ship happen. All
0: right. Of my Effort. Heart. Well, let's go to the last question because I think the last question will Never go into this. So. And that is sex with my husband sucks. <laughs> that's sad. I've been married for three years, five months. My husband and I spent the first three years, three months apart due to issues beyond our control. Wait, the first how much? Three years, three months.
1: And how long did they spend apart?
0: Uh, they've been married for three years, five months, and they spent three years, three months apart. So so they've only been together for two years. Two uh, months, I mean. Basically. Dang. Uh, I'm assuming that's nonstop during that time they visited. I vis—I have visited him a few times, and the sex wasn't good. Two months ago, my husband traveled to be with me. The first four weeks, the sex was surprisingly good compared to the past. Then it became bad again. Since then, I no longer desire my husband sexually. He wants me all the time. Whenever I force myself to do it, he could tell I'm not into it. And pointed it out every time. I'm perfectly fine with no longer sleeping with him, but that will destroy our marriage. I have been thinking about seeing a sex therapist, but we can't afford any at the moment. What do I do now?
1: Dang.
0: <laughs> yes. God. Number one, because she said that it was good at the beginning, I wonder if they've had a conversation about what changed. I think that's the easiest, lowest-hanging fruit conversation to have is to figure out what has changed, that it was good in the beginning, and then it got bad or turned bad. What changed?
1: And was that a physiological thing or a physical thing? Keep going. Because – if you, ate, if you beefing, if y'all not getting along for whatever whatever reason, if you're not happy about where you are in a marriage, the chances are you're not going to be happy sexually either. Usually if y'all are beefing a lot, the sex is going to be right not as good as well. So I'm wondering if it's a physical thing where it's like, you know, something physically he's doing, I don't enjoy the feeling or the way I see ourselves or our marriage or the way he treats me or she treats me. I'm unhappy with that. So the sex also is, you know, leaves me unfulfilled.
0: Yeah. I think that is actually a really great distinction because, um, your, this is where I was saying earlier, uh, nowhere does disconnection show more than inside the bedroom.
1: Inside the bedroom. And so if you are having issues outside of the bedroom, they are
0: most certainly going to show up and manifest inside the bedroom. So that is most certainly something to evaluate. Um, but if it is something physical, that's a much easier fix. Just Absolutely. go back. To you was you you started going right, and I was asking you to go left, continue, keep going left. Like, that's an easier fix than <laughs> if it is something happening outside go back. Uh, the bedroom. Yeah, that's much easier. Um, I have a few statistics. This is my favorite part. I don't know if you guys enjoy it. You guys can let me know. It's estimated that there are more than 20 million sexless marriages in the U.S. today. 20 million? Sexless marriages? Yes. That represents about thirteen percent of the US population, one in eight married adults, with half of all married couples reporting having sex fewer than ten times per year. Fifty percent of couples? Yep. Fifty? Half of all married couples report having sex fewer than ten times per year.
1: Wait, 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 wait. One in two one in two married couples.
0: No, no, no. 20 million. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. They're doing an interpretation of 20 million couples. Okay? Oh, sexless of, marriage. Of, of that, that so rep oh. of that, 13%, that represents 13% of the total U.S. population or one in eight married couples. So one in eight married couples oh, are 20%. sexless. Yeah. Uh, is represents the 20 million. Got it. Make sense? Yes. Okay. Uh, meaning of all the married couples... 20 million are sexless. Sex and if you did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, y'all ain't having sex less than t- one, Of two, all Americans. Of all married couples. I mean, of all married couples. Yes. With half of all married couples, so not just the 20, of all married couples reporting having sex fewer than 10 times per year. So that was half yeah, of the, all yeah, married. Yeah, we were right. Wow. That's not even once a year.
1: A m- month. I mean month. Yeah, once a month. That means you had sex on January 11th. Hello. February 17th. March off. March off. April 4th. May 6th. June 17th. July 11th. August off. August off. September 1st. October 28th. Christmas. Thanksgiving and Christmas.
0: And actually, this says fewer than 10. So 10 is nice. I, I didn't know.
1: I, I did not. I didn't know. That's. That's a huge number. This is why I like the statistics.
0: There's 12 months.
1: Yes, Kevin. You literally, the whole year take off the last two months of the
0: holidays. 20 million sexless marriages in the US today. I think that for a lot of people, they do not understand the bond and connection that sex brings to marriages. That it is the uh, assuming you prescribe to a one partner relationship, it is the one person in the world that you're having sex with.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Do you think these people are that's all the sex they're having?
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's another conversation.
1: Because I can't imagine, I we would, uh, there will be, we we would, I love you. We have to talk to the people.
0: Yeah, I think that one of the things that's very common is that um, <sighs> complacency, familiarity breeds the contempt in relationships yeah. that will break, that will create that disconnection. And one of the first things to go off the table, again, as we were talking earlier, when there's a disconnection is sex.
1: How do you just say like? How do you accept that that's your merit? Like, what do well, you? How I do you think, get there? You I think? think
0: you can't start with
1: just the sex though. Like some of the things that I
0: have written down is you have to reinfuse passion and desire into your relationship. Oh, for sure. And the reason why I brought up the complacency and the familiarity is because. Marriage breeds that And that's not It's not a bad thing To be comfortable And familiar with someone But it can When it makes you lazy Agreed And laziness Is kind of the opposite Of passion And Because when you think about it You're putting the most effort This is what we were Talking about earlier You're putting the most effort In a relationship At the very beginning
1: When it's new Every time you see them You are dolled up Or you are Dressed up You got cologne on You know clean house house. when you're together 20 years you you might not feel the need to be dolled up or dressed up
0: and that's not to say again there is something really beautiful about like being with someone a long time having that comfortability but you can't do it lose the passion uh that is that stimulates eroticism i danced around that kind of good but you understand what i'm trying to say
1: yeah yeah no i get it dang I I'm really kind of floored by those stats.
0: Yeah. I one
1: in eight we were in the airport the other day.
0: Yeah, that was a that ton means of
1: folks. that means of uh, you know, there's say twenty couples on that plane, three or four of them don't have no sex. Yeah. I ain't had I, no I think sex. it is
0: it is more I think that there are more relationships in which people are living a roommate style marriage and not a marriage. Like uh, in 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 a in, uh, physically intimate way.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Kat just said this too. There's some health issues can be a reason. When I know when, when, I, know when I used to do Dear Calf, uh, a lot of a, a good and I didn't have a I didn't want to make a joke about health issues, but a lot of people were complaining about no sex because of health issues. Um, man, that's.
0: Yeah, But you know with health issues um, I mean with the doctor's Approval there could be ways to get Around
1: yeah, that yeah,
0: yeah. That uh, even with ways To get around it if you don't have the Passion you're not even going to put forth the effort Absolutely and that's kind of Not, to, not that I'm saying it's any easier Because I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that at all But if you have the desire and the Effort at least you have that
1: Yeah I mean That's you, that's, you want to make it work Right. You know, like, okay, right. well, we can't do X, Y, and Z, right. but we can do So, yeah, T, I'm willing to
0: do it. You know, my body's just limited. So, what can't, doctor, help me? What can I do? What can we do? Um, and again, I, and I'm not minimizing or trying to suggest that it's not any more frustrating or any less frustrating because I'm sure it can be. Uh, but for those marriages where there's not even that, that, again, it's going to show up in other ways. You're just going to be friends, essentially. You're just friends.
1: I mean, I know I know some couples who are married and they're just like, look, man, it's expensive by myself and we mm-hmm. cool, you know. And they, I wouldn't say they have a traditional marriage in the sense of like sex and, you know, there's a lot of different types of couples. I guess the cold hard facts is what I wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah. So I would say the, the number one thing if you find yourself in this is literally going back to mm-hmm. just effort. Finding, literally, finding that passion and infusing that back into your relationship. And maybe that looks like dating again. Maybe it looks like smelling good. Maybe it looks like putting on clothes and getting excited when you see each other. Going out on dates. I have here eliminating distractions. That could be your phone or extracurricular activities or whatever. Social media is a huge time suck. And it can um, definitely uh, impede passion. When all you're doing is communicating and doing this all day on your phone, it's most certainly hard to connect with someone in, you know, yeah. in your bedroom. Yeah. Um, so all of those things, I think, are ways to, in which to get back to finding my stomach's growling uh, to get back to finding that passion and infusing it back into your relationship. But I think the idea and what most people want to do is go straight into let's try to have sex. We need to have sex. We need to have sex. No, no, I don't think you can start there. I think you're not at the point where you can even start there.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, you got to go back to the basics. Right. Hello, my name's Kevin. Right. Bit of good. You yeah. like the library? Okay, you want to go for coffee? Uh, there's a movie called, I don't remember what Will Smith is in it, Collateral Damage or Collateral Beauty or something like that. And essentially, they had to find each other as people again before they could be spouses. They had yeah. gotten divorced. And I think... Oh, I remember that. You gotta. You would have to respark the interest, interest in each other before you could respark the interest in the like physical act. And yeah. um, you know, cat said this in the comments. Uh, sex should also not be the only intimacy you have.
0: 100%. Flirting,
1: you should you should have sexual flirting that doesn't always end up in sex. Yeah. Uh, you should do the dishes and not be like I did the dishes also can I have a little bit of butt please? Yes. Because all that stuff starts to be um not triggers, but like, it, it doesn't work when you know that's your intended goal. It takes about the, you know, like, it works better when this is how our relationship goes. Not le- not just when he wants some, he always going to cook dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. If your intentions aren't right, you're just doing it for this. and I'm only cleaning the house. The only time I ever clean the house is when I immediately ask for butt or sex. Then when you see it. That happening, you'd be like, no, 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 just never mind. I'll just clean it. Exactly. Uh, there's probably other issues, too. I mean, if it's health is health, but other issues that therapy would help with possibly yes. as well. Because, again, that's just a symptom of my back hurts, but that's because my legs weren't stretched properly. So I can put, you know, I can rub my back, but until I relieve some pressure from my legs, then my back is going right. to continue to hurt. And the symptom is not the, the symptom is not a res, uh, result of where the actual injury is, you know, at least for me. And I think that happens a lot in relationships. Yeah. The symptom is sex, but it's not I, you know, it's not like, oh, you just be naked. Right, right and right. I want to have sex with you. It's, yeah. something, it's something else. And it's hard to have sex with somebody you're not feeling as a person. Yeah. You know, so
0: very good. Thank you guys so much for joining us for today's Love Hour episode. Uh we'll be back on the next one. Bye.